so um, one of the interesting things about all projects is that they need sponsors of some kind. You need um, VC investment. You need your CEO to approve it. You need a fundraiser to give you a grant. Uh, Christy George has really been thinking hard about the grant-making side of it, but what's cool about this is it has lessons for all of us. So please welcome Christy. Hi, everyone. I'm Christy George, and I am the director of New Media Ventures. We are a startup network of angel investors and philanthropists focused on both social and political change. And I'm here today to talk about lean impact, which is the idea of applying lean principles to the social sector, mission-driven businesses, and social change. So I'm going to do four things. One, I'm going to give you some examples of awesome startups using Lean to change the world. But I'm also going to talk a little bit about the challenges of applying Lean in the social sector. I think if we don't start talking about some of those challenges, we're going to have a hard time realizing the potential that we've got in front of us. Um, and that includes funding. I'm also going to give you a few examples of funders that I think are creatively addressing some of these challenges and I'm going to ask for your help. I'm going to ask you to help me encourage the funding community to go bigger and do better. So I thought I'd start with a little bit of my own background. I grew up in New Jersey. And when I was growing up, I was raised with one very clear message, which is to say that if you can do better, you should. So what this looked like in my house was if I came home from school with an A- minus on a test, my dad might look at me and say, huh, why not an A? So I was annoyed about this uh, for much of my life. But as I got older, I really started to see this idea of if you can do better, you should, as a real gift. And I started to think about how it worked uh, in society. The thing that I am most passionate about is media. I think that media is a real reflection of us as a society, of kind of where we're at. But I didn't actually see myself or the things that I was interested in, in media. And so what I really wanted to do was actually figure out how to change that. So here's why that's a problem. When the media only reflects a small segment of the population, we essentially are coming up with solutions that only affect a small subset of the population. It means that we're not just leaving problems unseen or unsolved, but big solutions are going completely unexplored. So in my own career, I thought a lot about what I could do to build a better mirror. I was uh, an indie film distributor for many years, distributing documentaries that I thought reflected a more diverse set of the population. But eventually, I realized that financing was the place where I could make the most difference to essentially help companies build better mirrors. So I joined up with a small group of investors called New Media Ventures, and they were thinking about similar ideas. New Media Ventures itself, as I mentioned, we're a startup. We're kind of like a venture firm and a foundation all rolled into one. We support both for-profit startups and nonprofit organizations. And as we got started building New Media Ventures, we learned a ton about our own assumptions about funding. We learned a ton about the rules of venture. We learned a ton about the rules of foundations. And we started thinking a lot about how we could be doing better. Here's where I realized that we had a bigger problem on our hands. 
There is a huge opportunity to apply lean startup principles to the social sector. And the good news is there are so many awesome startups that are using Lean to change the world. There's a number of examples here. Some of you know that, uh, for example, the Obama campaign uh, ran more than 500 A-B tests during the campaign. One of our first investments, a company called Upworthy, uh, itself, Upworthy started as an experiment within MoveOn. So a couple of years ago, if you would have said that social good content could go as viral as cat videos, you would have been laughed out of the room. And now Upworthy is one of the fastest growing media sites of all time. So this is happening and people are finding enormous success. I think it's success that can be replicated across other social organizations. But I think we need to be honest about the challenges of applying lean to the social sector if we're going to realize its potential. One of the things I love about this conference is that people tell the truth. And I think we need to start doing the same thing about some of the biggest problems we're facing. So first of all, with all of this talk of failing fast and failing forward, we've got to remember that when we fail in the social sector, we fail real people. Some of you may know a startup called Watsi. They were the first nonprofit accepted into Y Combinator. Watsi crowdfunds life-saving medical treatments for people all over the world. Now, that's not a place you want to fail. And uh, one of the stories that I loved was uh, for their prototype, Watsi essentially, the team ensured that they had enough money in their bank accounts to cover the cost of the medical treatments for their first tests as they learned enough to build their prototype. Here's the next challenge. Social change takes a long time. What this chart tracks is the rate of acceptance in the US of interracial marriage. So that's something that we take for granted today, but according to Gallup, it took 50 years to get mainstream acceptance. So one of the things that I'm most excited about with Lean Startup is that we can actually accelerate the feedback loops for shifting behavior, but we've got to remember that it may take a long time. Now, here's the last point, and it's the place that I want to spend a little bit more time with, and that's customer development. Customer development in the social sector is complicated. The person that's paying for the service is often not the beneficiary of the service. So the question is, who pays for social change? Often it's foundations and individual donors, and the truth is that funders have a hard time taking risks. It makes sense, right? Supporting a new effort that has a spectacularly high risk of failure and success is actually a pretty difficult proposition. So we actually need to change the way that we fund people to solve big problems. We need to figure out ways to incentivize risk, but also in a way that doesn't penalize social innovators when things don't go as planned. And basically everyone in this room knows that things never go as planned. So here's some ways that I've seen us move closer to supporting a lean approach in the social sector. At New Media Ventures, we noticed that we were actually being uh, conservative in uh, supporting established startups rather than truly early stage ideas. So we created something called the Innovation Fund with a lightweight application, a quick turnaround time, and $25,000 of seed capital for people to build a prototype. It was uh, modeled after something that the Knight Foundation does called the Prototype Fund. But there's actually 
need for funding at even earlier stages than that. So I love what the Awesome Foundation does in uh, giving out $1,000 grants monthly via chapters all over the world. One of the reasons that I find this uh, so exciting is not just the awesome projects that they support, but the actual democratization of who is funding those projects. The Pollination Project takes this one step further and gives uh, $1,000 a day to social change projects. I think in the social sector, we also have to create a culture where the truth is incentivized. Uh, the Unreasonable Institute is an accelerator out in Boulder, and they've got an entire section of their website dedicated to their own failures in the sector. Engineers Without Borders comes out with a failure report annually to profile the projects that didn't work. And then most interestingly is the worst grant contest at the Hewlett Foundation. Now, it's not what it sounds like. It's not the worst performing organizations. It's actually the strategies that worked the worst within the foundation. So this brings me to my last point here around sharing information. Philanthropy is notoriously a black box. It does not share information. But it's actually starting to change. On the left, we've got a data set from the Media Impact Funders, the Foundation Center, and GuideStar, who are actually tracking where money is going to media projects. On the right is something I'm particularly excited about. It came out just last week from the Knight Foundation. It's a landscape analysis of the entire field of civic technology investment. It includes both traditional investors, philanthropic investors, and the thing that they've done uh, that is most exciting is that they're allowing people to actually play around with the data and tell them where things are missing. One of the innovations that I find uh, interesting as well is when People use crowdfunding to actually unlock matching grants from organizations. So this is where we're at. Most impact funding is low risk. And we've got to figure out a way to grow the slice of risk funding in philanthropic capital. What would be possible if we could grow that piece of the pie Imagine the experiments that we could run. Imagine the kinds of problems that we could start solving. The kinds of problems that I'm talking about, so hunger, equality, the environment, they are too urgent for us to be trying the same solutions and expecting a different result. So here's my challenge. If you're someone who runs a nonprofit, tell the truth when things aren't going well. And if you're a funder, what I'm asking you to do is join me in asking yourself the hard questions. Don't let the truth stop you from supporting people to keep trying. Just imagine, what if we could convince 10 foundations to put a million dollars each into their own risk funds? If all goes well, we are talking about a totally different paradigm for social change and the way we support it. Nonprofits have a better understanding of who their beneficiaries are. And if all goes well, funders have an understanding that experimentation is worth the expense. And we don't have a penalty for failing. We've got an incentive for the truth. It's going to be hard, but what I think we're talking about is nothing less than incentivizing the truth for the biggest challenges that we face as a society. So let's do better. Thank you. Thank you.